Hey, what's going on? This is beer today, beer tomorrow, and uh, we got a full house today. Guys, how you doing? Not bad, not bad. Can't complain. In one of my favorite places in the entire world, which is City Field. So, there you go. Yeah, can't say I've been here for a game yet, but I've definitely been to this spot before. I mean, it's a hike, but it's worth it. Absolutely. So we're here at McKellar, NYC. This 10,000 square foot space at 126th Street and 37th Avenue functions as a brewery, bar, and restaurant with uh, over 60 rotating taps. Uh, this is the first U.S. brewery expansion outside of San Diego and the 32nd location worldwide. And honestly, they couldn't have picked a better place than Queens, right next to City Field, home of the New York Mets. The McKellar brand began in 2003 and really has developed a cult following all around the world. This former gypsy brewery created more than a thousand beers since it started but why am i talking about it when we have a really special guest here today who can really speak to it very excited to have you on sir please introduce yourself sure thing it's uh, sam spear um i'm the community a sales community and product manager uh for mckeller nyc and uh yeah i'm really excited to be here with you guys today all right yeah awesome man awesome so let's just jump right into it can you give us a little bit of, of the history i know this this place hasn't been open very long but what was kind of the the process and the history of getting this place open. So uh, it's kind of crazy. So uh, it started out last year. We had our first, our two of our six ballpark beers that were featured in the stadium. Um, Say Hey Sally uh, Pilsner and Henry Hops. Um, those beers were brewed uh, in Keller San Diego. Um, and kind of, I guess, um, you know, the Mets were huge craft beer fans as far as the stadium is one of the revolutionary, especially on the East Coast, for having like a solid beer program at yeah. a ballpark. And um, it's really cool because um, one thing led to another. Uh, first, a beer started, and next thing you know, it's like, well, they were talking about possibly rebrewing another beer for the next year, and there's this empty space that literally has been sitting here since the existence of the stadium in 2009, wow. and it was used for a variety of things, such as bar mitzvahs to storage <laughs> spaces to whatever you can imagine. And um, it kind of, things developed, and, you know, here we are. And uh, we opened uh, March 25th, and it's been a wild ride so far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm so happy you guys are here. You have no idea. <laughs> Especially where I live in Flushing, where I can't find craft beer anywhere. For sure. And you guys are a stone's throw away, so thank you. Oh, our pleasure, man. I mean, I, I love it, too. You know, I'm, uh, I've been living in Queens for a long time. Um, I'm over in Astoria. I lived in Woodside for a little while. Uh, but this part of Queens is so underserved, as you said, with craft beer. Um, I mean, we have our friends over at Finback somewhat close by but you know there's no breweries out this way either we're right off the seven line um you know there's just a lot this area is awesome we love the, the eclectic nature the diversity the food and uh you know it's the world's borough and you know we want to be part of it so that's why we're diving head first so, awesome yeah right on right on so now taking a l little bit of a step back can, can you get into a little bit of the history of just mckeller yeah. in general can you just kind of give us the the high level kind of uh, backstory yeah, I mean, um, for for starters, you know, I mean, this is only my pro this is the project that I'm only working with personally. But uh, you know, as far as the the company itself goes, um, Mikkel and his former partner Keller uh, started uh, basically as home brewers. Uh, Mikkel was a former high school science teacher, and uh, he entered in uh, Beer Geek Brunch into the uh, to the World Beer Cup, and he ended up winning. And he just hasn't looked back. I mean, it's crazy. 32 locations later, you know, I was over in Barcelona and drinking War Pigs beer as well as some of the other McKellar uh, wow. beers out there. And uh, that's the only location I've actually been to outside of this specific spot. But um, it's just crazy. And we've grown so much. Um, and it's just been awesome so far. I was, I was in Asia a couple of years ago now. 
and I managed to go to two or three on that trip. Oh, yeah? And I've been to the San Francisco and the original Copenhagen one. Oh, man. So they're all super cool. Like, they all have a fun vibe. I mean, the art, you know, you can't miss it. You know it immediately as soon as you get there. Yeah, Keith Shore uh, does all the art for uh, the brand. Um, he is our art director, and he everything, every facet of McKellar from uh, the three breweries is it's it's his hand who is basically in mind who creates the Henry and Sally caricatures down to everything and um, I like also one thing that I have heard as well uh, basically judging, uh, branching off what you're saying is that they kind of each location kind of caters a little bit to the community that it's in um, and I think this is the first McKellar location that has TVs that has kind of a little bit of a sports vibe I mean considering the fact like we're literally you could look at the right fi- the, the right field entrance right, right here right, yeah. Um, and yeah it's just exciting right on yeah so now what would you say the philosophy of McKellar is you know just uh, just do weird stuff man I mean <laughs> I would say just you know we have a ton of like so many different varieties so many different styles um, and you know I would say that's kind of you know for us here it's definitely a bit of you know we want to we want to expose people to just the different styles of beer you know this sports audience we have here in this specific location is is not, may not have heard of the brand or have been exposed to any sort of craft beer or anything along those lines esoteric beer options and i mean we have an overwhelming amount here um we have you know guest taps as well from a lot of our friends right. uh yeah. but as far as here i mean we're we actually have uh, serving tanks uh, that we're about to be setting up soon. So we're going to have our six ballpark beers, um, Henry and Sally, uh, or, or Henry Hops and Say Hey Sally, as well as Sally Silk, which is going to be coming out soon. That's um, a dry Irish stout. Um, and then we're also going to have uh, Sally Blush, which is our raspberry Berliner Weiss, um, in addition to Henry Heater, which you two are drinking right oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Very nice. Yeah, beautiful thanks, beer. Um, uh, as well as uh, Henry Hustle, which we're going to be uh, actually canning up Kegging up tomorrow. Oh, nice. We're gonna I have a fresh batch of that. Opener. That was really good. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's all, that's our American pale ale. So you know, uh, our plan is to have those serving tanks. Uh, they're roughly, I think, there's seven barrel serving tanks, and we're gonna have those beers in the freshest way possible. Wow. We're at, it's been a challenge because the serving tanks are on the complete other side of the brewery from where the actual tanks themselves are. Mm. So we're we're building. Uh, we're, we're basically getting you know pipes throughout the entire uh, top of uh you know uh of the brewery itself to to transport the beer so it's gonna be we're super excited for that wow. um but we're also we have uh we have a ton of different fermenters so we're gonna have experimentation is really gonna be key for us here wow so um how would you describe the vibe here yeah yeah <laughs> um it's you know it's really interesting you know it's like it's a perfect mix of the craft beer community in the city you know we have you know, ample parking available on non-game days, so we draw a lot of people from the island as well as Eastern Queens. So we have that whole community feel, sports fans, and craft beer aficionados, and um, and that's definitely just a kind of a a wide range of those people, as well as people who just read about us or fans from the other locations that have been there. And uh, it's been pretty rad so far. When people drive, they can park in the parking lot. Yeah. So of the of City Field. Yeah. So. Um, if it's, it, you know, it's it's kind of a tough thing as far as scheduling wise. So we're, uh, if it's there's uh, if there's a game day, there's no parking before or during the game. But as soon as the final out, you can park over in lot G. You just alert the parking attendant uh, over here uh, that uh, you know you're headed to McKellar Brewery and you're you're free to go. You can park there and come and go as you please. 
awesome. Um, but when there is no baseball game, Wadji is, is good to go all the time. And um, it's something that I don't think any other brewery really has uh, in the city. Plus, we're so close to the airport, so we have a lot of traffic from them. That's another crowd that I, you know, uh, we have a lot of people. have seen a lot of people with bags coming to and fro, LaGuardia or JFK. That's awesome. Or even in between the two. We've seen that before. So yeah, And then you're right off the 7 train. You have the Long Island Railroad also on game days. Yep. Everybody could stop off here. Not too far from. Easy access. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Right off the uh, Grand Central. So, uh, you know, it's it's great location. So. I drive by this every day. <laughs> And just the alcoholic in me really wants to stop <laughs> off, but I force myself to keep going. But then I just drop the car off and I come back, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, for me, it's like, you know, I've also, my family's from Queens. Uh, I grew up in the Hudson Valley, so I'm also a Mets fan. And just driving up here every day is just, it's amazing. It's, awesome. it's just like, it's, it's a dream. So If we had a better team, uh, it would be a lot better, <laughs> but I don't really want to get into that. Yeah, that's all Especially with the Yankees coming into town. Oh, I know. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, it's going to be an interesting June. It's going to be crazy here. We have, uh, last week we had the Cubs. That's one of the biggest three tickets in for uh, for draw as far as attendance to the ballpark. Um, we also, you know, this week's Yankees yeah. Subway Series. Uh, next week's Dead & Co. So we, that's going to be a huge oh, crowd right. coming for... Uh, all the Grateful Dead fans out there. Uh, and then is the Dodgers after that the following weekend? I believe so, yeah. And those are the three biggest draws. So June is, like, wild here. That's great. Another cool thing, too, here is that we uh, we have we have food guests. So we're going to be having Pat LaFreda come here. Wow. Um, they're coming here in a couple weeks on the 19th. Um, Some great steak be- sandwiches they have. Man. Oh, yeah. Well, they, we have uh, one of their uh, our uh, purveyors, Whitman's. They're a small kind of American uh, cuisine. Uh, they, they have great uh, they have a couple items from our menu uh, from them. Uh, but we use, uh, they use Pat Lafreda beef for that. Uh, but we're going to have a, dr- a dry, uh, dry-aged dry steak and beer pairing night uh, wow. in a couple of weeks. So we're going to have nice. Like, a nice little variety. Be of- here for that. Well, I'm yeah. definitely going back for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm changing my whole schedule to work. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, we have, uh, we're also one of the only breweries in the area to have a full kitchen. So, uh, food is something that's very important to us here. Uh, and it's been important from McKellar brand from the day one, um, in Copenhagen. I mean, with the partnership with three Floyds of war pigs, jealous. I haven't been there personally, but I've heard the place is unbelievable. Um, the beers, the war pigs beers are fantastic, but, uh, you know, food is something we take seriously here and, um, you know, having a full kitchen here, it's, it's pretty rad to, you know seeds a eclectic range of food on our menu yeah i was checking out the menu before so the empanadas those are really catching my eye yeah fyi um <laughs> and then the steak sandwich i heard from vanessa was phenomenal yeah the, so. the cheesesteak from whitman's is i think it's one of our top sellers um we also have uh klaus meyer um who's a really famous uh chef uh he's uh danish uh so he has a place great northern food hall as well as Agern, which is a really high-end restaurant in grand central um and it gives a lot back to the community, but we have a couple items from the Great Northern menu, such as like a, a smoked pork sandwich mm, that's uh, really good. Oh, I'm sorry, roast pork sandwich. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's also one of yeah. our best <laughs> items. So now I'm curious, how did you yourself get into craft beer? Oh man, it's actually an interesting story. So in college, I didn't really drink much. Senior year of college, my roommate, 
I, I mean, I drank, but it was like binge drinking. You know, I was drinking cheap <laughs> yeah. cold beer. Ain't nothing right, wrong with binge drinking. Which there's nothing yeah. wrong with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to New Paltz, so just north of the city. Oh, keg stands every weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, but it was one of those things that um, I didn't know what good beer was until one of my roommates broke out. Like I think it was, if I can't, if I'm not mistaken, it could have been like a Franz O'Connor or Widmere, some sort of Hefeweizen. And for me, like it just was the open it like whoa, like. Not all beer can taste like cheap, cold, agile right. lagers. Um, so I kind of like that was kind of the start. And then, um, so anyway, so I was uh, my first job out of college. I worked at a children's psychiatric hospital. It was like super heavy work. Wow. I come home. You're going to need beer after that. I need a beer after that. And our a local bar up in Peekskill called the Bird's All House. It's the Blind Tiger Sister Bar. Really oh, great spot wow. if you're ever up there. Um, I just became in love with beer ever since then. So I just tried different things at Allagash Tap Takeover Beer Dinners. Uh, first time I ever had Hill Farmstead, just wow. completely blown nice. away. And I really haven't looked back ever since. Um, but in, and then on top of that, after that job, I got laid off. The hospital got shut down. Oh shit! Drove cross country, moved to Portland for a year, um, and that was really where I just developed a love for beer. Um, I mean, you can't not there. It's it's, it's almost like Europe, but it's cheaper than water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's like more of like a different story. But then um, when I, I got into a bicycle accident and I broke my elbow, no health insurance, 23 years old, whole mm. families from New York. They're like, got to move home, man. So I moved back and I landed in beer ever since. So uh, wow. I started out in the distributor, uh, SKI Beer, mm-hmm. uh, moved up to a manager. Uh, I was managing a team of three people. So I worked in the East Village at first, then Queens. So, which I love, I mean, that makes, I, this borough is like, just goes through my veins, like I love it so much. And uh, and then after that, I, I helped launch LIC Beer Project, uh, so when they first launched, oh, wow. um, when they were doing a lot of saisons back then, yeah. um, and, you know, after that, um, just moved on to Remarkable Liquids, uh, small distributor, covers the whole state, really great portfolio, they do the Shelton Brothers portfolio, okay. as well as McKellar's, uh, uh, San Diego and Europe currently. And yeah, one thing led to another, and here I am right now. So that's a long, long-winded story, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but that but, was uh, beautiful. That was a good one. Yeah. So, so obviously, other than the beers that are being done here, which are which are fabulous, what, what are some of the other breweries right now that's really catching your eye? Oh man, um, are we talking here in the five boroughs, New York State? Are you talking countrywide? All three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's fun. It's funny <laughs> for me. Like I always. I always was a hophead when I really got into beer. Um, when I would always, you know, go out. When I, I went out west, I went to Sierra. It was like, I was completely blown away with that whole facility over in Chico. Uh, but I was drinking, I just, I was drinking their Hefeweizen at first, and it was more hop forward than anybody else's. So I kind of drifted towards there. Right now, I'm really more in like a lager pilsner kind of kick. Um, I think Suarez is just nailing it uh, for yeah. New York State. Um, they do a great job. Um, honestly, like one of my I, my first beer job, which I actually omitted to say, I worked at Captain Lawrence in their tap room. Oh wow! And I think those guys still do a great job. Um, you know, they might not be as widespread, but I think their beers are phenomenal. Um, yeah, but they, they recently did a, a pretty interesting collaboration with Interborough. Not oh yeah, about, a little over a month ago or so. It was a little while back, but yeah, they did a, they did a collab with them. Wow, Interborough. I mean. Interboro, yeah. they do awesome stuff. Um, I, I think I think Gun Hill is really. I mean, they get overlooked yes. a lot. They're great, yeah, great nice. dudes. Shout great out beers. to Dave Lopez. Dave Lopez, is my dude. I love that guy. <laughs> 
Um, he's a good dude, yeah. <laughs> but um, but also, um, I mean, there's I think there's a lot of great breweries right now. We're at a golden age for beer in New York State Definitely. specifically. Um, five boroughs, um, yeah. like really good stuff. Uh, you know, Hudson Valley, um, they, they do a great job. Um, I mean, it's, there's so many breweries to name on this list. Um, Rushing Duck, they're underrated. Uh, I think they make a really great porter, really great lagers. Um, but, but to answer your question, I love sour beers as well. Mm-hmm. So oh, for yeah. me, like barrel aged sour beers is something that is really tough. Um, and, and, and also Saison's, I think LIC does a great job with their Saison's. I think they do. they're doing some of the best. Um, and also I can't sleep on Finback. Those are my dudes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, and there's plenty of others. I, I apologize. I'd love anybody out, but I mean, I'm just rattling off some names of beers that I really like. And Fifth Hammer. Fifth Hammer. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Chris Kuzme. Kuzme. Great yeah. guy. Yeah. Llama Drama. Just had that the other day for the first time. Great flavor and awesome can art. If you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah. I haven't. Yeah. <sighs> I haven't seen that yet. Um, another thing, uh, hell of a saxophonist, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dudes just started out uh, Root and Branch. Uh, they're doing some oh, great yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're trying to get a brick and mortar, um, but they're they're doing some awesome stuff. But a brewery that also I I love as well is just I think that they created a niche, and I think is Jack's Abbey man. Those guys kill yeah. it. Um, it's actually the first time we're talking public. Uh, we're doing a collab with them coming up. We're like super excited about wow. it. Wow. Is, it, is this cool. a BTBT exclusive right here? This, this is this exclusive. Is. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Love it. Um, but yeah, we're going to be working with them. Um, and uh, we did a previous one with Casita. Uh, they're a small uh, brewery down in North Carolina. Um, we're really good friends with them. Um, Ryan, uh, and he's coming back in a couple weeks. We're going to do another collab as, with him as well. Cool. Um, so that's another exclusive. Uh, but wow. yeah, man. Uh, and all the wow. dirt on here. <laughs> <laughs> right Keep now. drinking. Let's see what else he's got. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, we're we're really just you know the thing is too is like you know, was, like this this community is so underserved in this part of Queens, Definitely, and we want to yeah. change that, and we want to make this destination spot. You know, with our draft lines, bottle list, our food program, retail shop. Um, we want to make this a spot to go to. We're going to try and do some uh, pop-ups with some great food, food partners of ours, you know, having like, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly, we don't have dates lined up, but we have some places, uh, some really uh, great, you know, food offerings, variety of different foods. So we want to draw people out here in ways, and for the beer, but also for other, other uh, food as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys are obviously like new as a brewery in the city in a sense, but like how big is your system? I mean... This is decently sized for something just popping up out of nowhere, in a sense. You know, because I mean? <laughs> yeah. a lot of places take forever, and they're like scraping by because they can. You know, we we kind of went all out from the get go. Um, we have a twenty barrel brew house, um, but we have one really cool aspect is our fermenters. Um, so we're still limited with space here. Um, you know, specifically storage space, and that's one thing that we really wanted to maximize the space for for the fans for for the the, the clientele yeah yeah oh so and the back of the house is tiny <laughs> it's it's relatively small the problem is it's like coal box and everything there's right. a lot of moving mm-hmm. parts uh but um you know it's so this space is 10,000 square feet this space just around 6,000 okay 5,500 so but what we did with our fermenters we have 20 of them we have uh four 40 barrel fermenters and uh 16 20 barrel fermenters we stack the 20 barrel fermenters on top of one another. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it's a really cool, um, it's a really cool kind of like sight to see. Um, and it kind of like, 
you know, is a microcosm of New York City and where we are. Like, yeah. you gotta just pack things out, like, to the brim. So that's kind of what we did. Right on, man. So, so I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit, but where do you kind of see the current state of craft beer, specifically here in, in New York, and, and what do you feel the role McKellar is, is playing in it and will continue to play in it go for, going forward? Uh, that's a really great question. Um, I think you're going to start, I mean, I feel like the farm-to-table movement is taking off as far as food, and that's kind of translated to beer. Like, people really want to, you know, they really want quality product, and I feel like you're going to start seeing, you know, one thing it is, it's very competitive, this market, so it's, you know, there's so many breweries here, so, I mean, I'm really interested to see, and there's only so many bars, restaurants, and tap lines, and you know, uh, bottle and can space. So I'm really, it's really going to be interesting to see long term what's going to happen with the breweries. Uh, but but we want to we want to educate as well. We want to educate people. Uh, we want to bridge the gap between people who might have had beer once or twice that never really fully committed. But we also want we don't want to be we, we never want to be pretentious. We want to be these people. We want to be open. We want to answer questions. And that's one thing that um, that's where I kind of see McKellar just really just trying to educate. Um, in addition to just, you know, exposing people. So, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, another cool thing is we have, uh, and, and it's something that's really uh, excited for me, is that uh, we just launched our running club this week. Um, so we're going to have, a, we have one in Manhattan that runs out of As Is. Um, uh, they're great friends and uh, supporters of ours. Um, love the bar as well. And, um, you know, uh, we have a Brooklyn uh, chapter as well that's been running. That's the first chapter in the city. They've been at it for two years. They run out of uh, Strong Rope. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that place, is. that's another one of these breweries that's, like, super awesome. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, and so we started our own chapter here, and we're going to try and make that a thing here in the city. I mean, you know, Manhattan and Brooklyn's already killed it. Our first run was yesterday. We're going to have our Saturday run, uh, the first of every month. Every member gets, anybody who participates gets a free beer. It's an eight-mile run. Um, but wow. it's really excited for us. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm not going to lie. I was I'm all not into it. Then you said eight miles. I was like, oh, boy. Well, the Wednesday run's a five-mile run, so that might be a little bit All right, I can maybe do that slowly, but <laughs> work our way up. Uh, but that's something that's, like, really, like, for us, like... Finish the run by the next run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might... I, I, one of these, I, I don't own, like, running shoes, so I that's the first step. Well, but, yeah, uh, if you're going to be doing these, you might... Yeah, you might oh, yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. But, um, but yeah, that's, like, something else cool, too. You know, we want to, like... There's a lot of different... Like, this area, specifically, where we're at, like, if Corona, right in between Corona and Flushing, is just... Like, we want to tap into this community. We want to, like, you know, bring in some pop-ups from some ethnic, you know, cuisines in here, whether it's Korean, Colombian, or, you know, uh, like, one of our food purveyors is uh, UFC. I don't know if you heard of them. Unidentified Flying Chicken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, UFC. That's uh, those are th- That's my that's dude. That's awesome. My dude, Young, over there. Uh, he's a really good guy. And um, they had, a couple years back, they got rated the top Korean fried chicken in the city. Wow. Really great spot in Jackson Heights. Uh, they're the first people in the area to have a, a solid beer program. They have like I, nobody else around there. You could find LIC and and uh, so it's we're really excited to work with them. And um, you know that's those empanadas you're talking about. Like that's oh. like a, like an Asian like like Latino fusion. Yeah. You know? So stop it. It's pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> you should hop on it, man. Oh, I will. Trust me. Let's go. Hurry up. What's the next question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me get, let me get this <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I think I think the craft beer scene is is, is really great. I, I think even there there is in a way there's a lot of breweries, but for the size of New York, I, you know, I, I think it, it took New York a while to to kind of yeah. to kind of get with the program, so to speak. But now you literally see them popping up everywhere and all the time. It'll be interesting to see over the next few years. You know, I think I think the scene is going to evolve and change, and I think that there's going to be different skills that brewery owners are going to need in order to kind of adapt and survive and not just survive but thrive but but in any event i think it's a very healthy uh healthy scene i mean great beer will bring people out um Mm -hmm. and and speaking which how have you found the reception to be from the public here because because as we were talking about i mean this this is at least for this portion of queens this is a really new concept this there really hasn't been anything like this in this immediate area. So how have you found kind of the response so far from the, from the, the good public of Queens? Oh, I mean, it's been great so far. Um, you know, we have, we've had a lot of people just either walking by, checking it out. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever been, uh, you know, a Mets game. I know you're a Mets fan, but they have, uh, you know, when you get off the train, they have like the dog, that guy with the dog. Like yeah. he apparently loves beer, like, and loves good <laughs> beer. And like, he was so excited. Like the guy out of here. The, 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 that's like the biggest bummer is that due to our full kitchen, there's no, you can't, you can't have any, yeah, no, you can't but, any, yeah. um, yeah, uh, but, uh, that's why you have cans to go, baby. Yeah, that's, that's why we it. got cans, cans to go. That's right. Um, but it's been great so far, man. I mean, um, it's one of those things that, um, I feel like it, you're right. It's like a new thing in this area, but, um, like we're welcoming and, you know, it's something that like we want, you want it. Want people to know we're here. Like, we have a huge communities here of you know tens of thousands, hundred thousand people that we want to tap into. You know, we want them to know like, look, like we're here. We want to you know we're here to stay. We have great uh, liquid, great food, and and we're a thing. And 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 we're you know one thing that uh, I get people always ask me: Are you guys open year round? Are you? And but we're open year round. Like we're going to yeah. be open uh, other than Monday uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. We're open every day. So, um, it's one of those things. Um, and then uh, and on top of that, uh, the Mets fans too. I mean, they, they're really excited about it. Um, and then on top of that, we have the U S open coming up. So it's going to be yeah. like, really interesting. Like we want, you know, it's nice to have a, a different option, you know, like sometimes after games, you know, if you're not driving, you want to have another one or two or four or five. Right. And you know, we only had McFadden's next door, which isn't a bad thing. It was nice to have that because in Shea Stadium we didn't have anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then they tore that down, and we're like, "Oh shit, there's a bar. This is great. We go in there." <laughs> but then it's a bunch of rowdy 21, 22, 23 year olds, and sometimes I would want to relax. I want to sip on an IPA and watch the highlights of the Mets losing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then this opened up. You know, and like I was telling him earlier after the after opening day. You know, I came earlier. It was crazy. Obviously, you know, it was beginning and it was not. Yeah, so we, yeah. we're like, let's come back after. And there was a line around the block for McFadden's. And I'm like, come on, let's go. <laughs> so we all come in here. It was decently packed. And then all of a sudden, everybody else just came in here. And it just got a little overwhelming. But then they all realized that they don't really like craft beer, I guess. There was no Heineken. There was no Budweiser. So they kind of, you know, faded away. And it was still a nice crowd. Cool people. And great beer. Yeah, and that's I, all you could ask for. I think for the t- early 20s, it's a little bit of a different sell because they're just looking to drink for cheap, I think. Right. And, uh, even though, like, you're, you're probably they, not drinking they, for cheap. And, and or they, if you're drinking no, Budweiser around here. they're paying the same prices over there. But they can't appreciate good beer. Yet. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're young. Maybe, maybe but, another half a generation. Though. Right. They're, they're but when we were that up. age. They're catching up. We were drinking decent beer. 
Do well, you- it was a mix. We we were drinking. So I I was drinking German and Belgian style beers, but then at the same time. When I was young, you know, we were drinking St. Ives, Ives and Old English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cold 45. Cold 45, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, liked, I was always a Valentine's fan. You ever had Valentine's? Oh, my yeah. God. That yeah. was, like, my favorite. It was, like, $2, and it was, like, actually an okay beer. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, uh, got the job done. <laughs> got the job done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing's worse than Natty Ice, though, I think. Oh, oh man. Yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, I saw an article where they were, like, the worst beers, and... Natty had no. two of them or something. Tecate. It was all that kind of stuff. Tecate ta- tastes like if it was brewed with Marlboro cigarettes. <laughs> That's ex- I mean, you know, no knock on them. Like, let's go boxing and all that. Yeah, yeah. But horrible. Well, g- good thing there's great there's great beer here. Um, so, yeah, speaking of cans, how many cans at any given time, how many different cans or total volume of cans, rather, do you guys have on the premises for people to purchase um, so we have like a mixture. Uh, so generally, most of our, our cans are in four packs. Um, we have about nine to ten different varieties. Wow. Um, you know, we're still ramping up. That's one cool thing that we have too is that like we just came straight out of the get go with a canning line and uh, yeah. really great Ironheart canning line. So you know, everything is canned right here. We, you know, we don't have to use a mobile cannery. We're luckily we're fortunate that we we have that uh, ability. But um, you know. We're uh, we're canning up, uh, you know, hustle tomorrow. Uh, so it's a mixture of our ballpark beers as well as our, um, but then we uh, our like one-off uh, experimental beers. Um, but we're also going to be also have some show some love to some of our really good friends like Threes. We're, that's one of the breweries that I have been. Sorry guys, like love you guys too. But uh, <laughs> and industrial as well. Like, yes. Uh, which is another brewery that I totally omitted as well. Like they're killing it. I think they're making. I see you guys stuff. had tools of the trade on on tap. Also, that yep. was that was a favorite of mine. I got that in the can a while ago. For me, like that's this very special brewery because I grew up in Rockland and there was nothing up there. And now, like, I mean, it's just I'm so happy to like that. There's a phenomenal brewery right there. Um, so so there, that's that's awesome. But uh, we also have some San Diego stuff. We also have bottles from Europe. Wow. Um, so you know, we want to have a, a a wide array of of beers, but it's also we want to showcase not just our own beers. We want to showcase, uh, you know, back to the whole exposing education. Like, there's plenty of other great breweries out there that we want to we want to show them some love. So yeah, well, yeah. You even you even say our friends on all the menus and everything, right? Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that that shows the community and the you know. Not just we think it's a good beer, but it's a good beer from people that we respect and like. You know? Exactly, exactly. That's the, that's the best thing about this uh, about beer. I think is it's the community, man. Uh, it's such a great community, down from the brewers to the consumers uh, to you know the best the the, the retailers. Mm-hmm. I mean, every it's just something that brings people together, and uh, I hope that doesn't go away. That that's my biggest personally. I, I want that community yeah. to, to survive and thrive. Yeah, no, I agree. And we talk about that on the show a lot. We always, we're always talking about craft beer being community. It's togetherness. Uh, you know, it's family. It's friends. It's meeting people. And I, I, I agree with you. I hope that doesn't go away. I mean, New York is an extremely competitive place. It's rare to find a business where people are so cordial and, and business owners are so friendly and willing to, for, for the most part, willing to collaborate, willing to support each other. So, um, And that transcends into the product as well. So I, I do hope that that continues uh and i think it will I, I i hope it will i mean it's been going on for a long time you know everybody's very welcoming and you know even you know competition shows up right next door to somebody in let's say long island city or astoria and they're just like you know come on in you guys need anything they're willing to help you it's not like 
oh shit, now it's competition. Now we have to battle against them. It's everybody's. It's it's this craft beer community is just one big place that everybody's just living in together, which I like. A hundred percent, man. Like you know, for us, you know, but based by that the other day, like you might run low on whether it's hops or a cleaning agent or whatever. I was going to ask you, what do you do in case something like that happens? It's one of those things that, like you know, like. Your friends, man, like uh, that's uh, awesome. You know, we're we're great friends with a lot of you know LIC friends with them. Like they hooked us up a couple times. You know, same with Single Cut, just because they're close, very close proximity. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's one of those things that um, that for us, like that, that's like a really great aspect too. It's like oh, like and it's very just like anytime, like that's hey, so up, cool. You know? and, like yeah. same with us, we're like yo, don't hesitate. Like right. You know, and industrial, they lend us yeah. some stuff too. So it's like. We're um, we brewed our first beer with industrial, so that's uh, that I probably oh, wow. should have touched on that. So uh, was that the the, the filthy beers? flow? Yeah. So uh, filthy flow, which if you look uh, above the retail uh, hockey mask, yes, uh, that was the first beer under the McKellar MIC name. Um, that was a wow. collaborate uh, collaboration with Thin Man up in Buffalo, um, because of the Winter Classic being at City Field this year. Um, we wanted to uh, do a collab with the Buffalo Brewery. The man, they're all doing great stuff up there. Um, and we just collaborated. And then we did a second collab, Funky Flow, which uh, we actually just kicked. Uh, that was uh, That's a Brett version of it. Oh, cool. uh, but but this beer was, was really good. Uh, just like a straight doing on IPA. Uh, but, uh, you know, our buddies at Industrial, Jeff was just like, hey, like, you guys can, you know, use our, use our spot. Because we weren't. 100% operational yet from a legal standpoint. So right. we want to do things right. So so now what? what's something that the audience who may not know McKellar so well or may not be aware, what, what's something the audience should know about McKellar and NYC? It's, <laughs> that's a really good question. I mean, um, definitely the fact that it's – we're like our. St- I think it's more about the staff. Like we're we have such a great staff here. Everybody, it's all hands on deck. Like it's one of those things that like I drove a twenty six foot truck. I never thought I was going to do that. And it's one of these things like they call me Big Rig. Like that's my nickname. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a nickname. Right there. I sort of embraced it. Uh, but uh, no, it's one of those things that um, you know, getting your hands dirty uh, and just doing whatever it takes to to succeed and you know pump out quality beer uh is what we're all about and uh and everybody takes it so seriously like we really really take it seriously here and uh no we also have fun too you know um but uh you know it's it's a it's a hard job and we're here just to do whatever we can to, to make it work Hey, real quick, shout out to whoever does the music here because we went from <laughs> Funky Cole Medina to Method Man to Men in Black. Right. Like, come on. Doing a good job. Well, you know, it's 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 Queens. You got to have a good good selection, good variety, right? It's definitely our general manager, Alex, over there. All right. Alex, he deserves a raise just for that alone, okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, it's definitely like one of these things that, um, uh, back to our staff, is that like we really like everybody kind of like came from like an awesome spot like um you know one of our brewers katie over there she used to work at true in colorado um, as well as breckenridge uh alex our general manager he used to be the gm of the ginger man uh oh wow as well as boston oh nice Um, i was just there the other day two days ago oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, love that bar great place great spot um 
you know, everybody, our, our vice president, Jim, uh, you guys met him briefly. Uh, he was the CFO for Hill Farmstead. So he, wow. you know, he worked with them for a while. Um, and, you know, Hannah, our operations manager, I mean, she, she's worked at brewery in Colorado. She has engineering background, excuse me. So everybody kind of has something to offer at the table, but it's just like, we, we, it, we, something that we, t- it goes back to the fact that we take things so seriously right. and we just want to. Just knock it, knock it out of the park, I guess. For a little, yeah, a little yeah, yeah. Well, that's yes, perfect. That is perfect. It's a perfect analogy. You guys have a solid crew that you put together. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, a lot man. of experience, great background. That's why this place runs so smoothly. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, and, and one more time, the hours of operation. Uh, okay, here. so it's uh it's a little bit more complicated. So if there's so we're open. Grab your pens. Uh, non baseball, we're open uh, Wednesday and Thursdays from four to ten. Yeah. Fridays and Saturdays from 12 to 12 and Sundays from 12 to 12. But if there's a baseball game, we're going to be open three hours before, during, and then two hours after the game uh, for for uh, for a day game. For a day for game. A day game. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. You have a pen? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that, that, that actually just changed. So Really? Uh, yeah, so it was originally two hours before, during, and two hours after. And then now it's, I'm sorry, night game. My bad. Oh, you're killing me here. I need an eraser. I'm killing myself over here. We'll, we'll just edit that I'm out. The, I'm, the one who, I'm the one who has to write this stuff online. <laughs> uh, but, uh, we, you know, we want to be open. Any Mets game, whether it's, you know, Monday, Tuesday, will be open uh, at least two hours before and then two yeah, hours Yeah, that's after. awesome. I love that. I can come here right before, grab one or two, hang out. You know, there, there's so much that I want to try. But I mean, if I, I mean, yeah, I could probably do it. I'd die if I really tried to drink <laughs> well, all these we, beers. We, in we one were shot. joking. We're gonna play down the line. So, yeah, right. Yeah, so gonna, we, we did that oh one time man. a long time ago. But it was like an eight or nine tap line system. So yeah. it really wasn't that bad. <laughs> but you have how many lines here? You have sixty. Sixty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so no, <laughs> there's no with a, shot. With a couple of barley wines. Maybe, maybe and if you stout. Line, oh my God. Yeah, maybe if what, you lined and up a quadruple. shots and did a. Was the See, maybe yeah, if, we did, if we did, we did. Do you guys do samples? So we did, we did for a while. <laughs> okay, uh, but it was just really tough for us. So we used to do smaller pours, but it was really, really tough for us. Uh, that was, it was one of those things that we just opened up, and it was early on, and you know, it's really difficult doing that, catering that when we're slammed. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things like, it's either do that and have customers unhappy for waiting for a while right. or you know just do our amount of lines uh so so right now we're we're not doing any smaller pours you uh, guys even, pretty you, you streamlined the whole process yes um and uh, that opening day that opening week between uh our grand opening and addition to the Mets opener we realized we we need to we need to really you know, make the customer experience as good as possible. Like that's one thing too about like, we we we'll, we want to we'll evolve no matter what. Right. You know, so what we did is we had uh, a, a kegerator over there with four lines. Yeah. Uh, back over there, we have a two line kegerator, and then we also have people our mobile hawkers uh, that with cans and a tablet. So you know, we want we want to expedite people's wait times as much. as That possible. was the thing I was telling him. I came for opening day, and I saw the line. To get up here, and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to be waiting forever. <laughs> My friend turned around and handed me a beer. I said, where the hell did you get that from? He goes, look. Guy standing there just swiped his yeah. card, and I was like, this is the greatest place ever. <laughs> <laughs> ever. It's all about that flow control, man. Now, do you guys um, – you guys don't fill growlers yet, right? No, um, that's one thing, too. Uh, we kind of wanted to steer clear of um, 
my uh, gym when he was over at Hill Farms that are vice president. He uh, it's one of those things that you know people would bring growlers that weren't cleaned properly, uh. and you know it's one of those things that it's just it's for the best to have the best to have the beer in the best way possible. We felt that it's probably not the best. Plus, we know we have so many different cans. We pretty much can almost all right. Of our right. You can take anything you want home. And you guys don't do crowlers, right? We don't do crowlers. Uh, I don't know what our plans on that per se, mm-hmm. but uh, but at the moment we don't do those. I almost feel like all the quote unquote you know big dogs in the craft beer they, they don't they don't do the growler fills because you just you just don't know because when it, when it leaves the brewery and what happens and I, you know I think they want it. At least in my, my my opinion, I think they want the optimal experience, and the, the way to control the optimal experience is to consume it in the cans or consume right, it here you take at, that at out the location. Yeah. When you give it in somebody, yeah, yeah, because then you'll get somebody you know online or on tap saying, "Oh, this was this and this was right. that." Right. Meanwhile, so they like, didn't clean the growler properly, or so many facts. I mean, once they it left leaves it out the premises, in the car for a while. Not that I've ever done that, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know where the once the beer leaves here, you don't know where it's going to end up. Right. You don't know how it's going to be stored, where it gets to that place, or how it's being trans. I mean, there's so many variables, now, right? So many factors. I mean, so, your best bet's coming to a brewery and drinking. Honestly, speaking about the quality, you guys must have to clean your lines very often. Yes, yes, right. We do. So we have a direct draw system right here. Uh, Draft Choice, our boys over there, uh, they do amazing work. Um, they did. Uh, they do uh, a lot of places around the city, but uh, we're you know we really want to maintain our beer in the best possible light, and it's one of these things that it's essential to have these lines clean. And Definitely, that's a yeah. whole other issue too. On the, when it, once beer is outside, mm-hmm. you know, um, in certain states, uh, it's the distributor's requirement to clean draft lines. Really, um, in New York State, it is not. So uh, it's one of those things that. Um, yeah, uh, we take very seriously. Yeah, as you yeah. should. Um, another thing, too, that's really cool is that uh, so we have two of our beers that are featured in the ballpark this year, uh, Say, Sally, and Henry Hops. But uh, they're a little tweaked, for those who don't know. Uh, last year, uh, they were from San Diego. Uh, we wanted to make the pills a little bit more German-inspired. Um, so uh, Sally kind of headed in that direction, and... Henry Hobbs kind of headed in the more New England IPA, uh, you know, wavelength. So yeah, it um, is nice that you you very clearly say like you know was this NEU slash you know brewed wherever or yeah. is it San Diego or New York properly yes. brewed? You know where where is this really coming from? You know because McKellar's massive, it's international, but what beer are you actually getting? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, for us uh, that's and, and you know. You know between the three breweries, uh, they're pretty much at any given time, uh, you know, 85% of the lines are pretty much going to be those beers. Uh, ideally, we want to ramp up ours. Right now, we only have a handful of options, uh, I'd say roughly like nine or ten, uh, give or take. But, uh, but we want to, you know, ramp that number up as well as uh, we increase production. Sure. Um, can you talk about any immediate upcoming uh, releases, canning releases, beer, uh, brewery releases. Yeah, man. So uh, we have a couple cool things coming out. Uh, so uh, we partnered up with Parlor Coffee. Uh, so they're uh, one of our favorite coffee roasters. They're really great people. Um, I love their coffee even prior to being on board here. Uh, they're over in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Uh, so we're going to be brewing. Uh, we just are uh, canning. Uh, it's actually in the tanks right now. Beer Geek Parlor, our second batch with a different mm. blend of coffee, Wallabout. 
Uh, so it's Beer Geek, 7.5% uh, oatmeal stout, but we're using a different blend. Uh, so we're going to be doing a release uh, soon, I believe, uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then we're also going to do a pop-up can release on Father's Day. Really? Uh, wow. Over at, uh, so actually that's next weekend, uh, over at, um, uh, yeah, I'm, Time is like out of, I'm like so. Off. <laughs> <laughs> you said June time. was a busy month. Yeah, no, <laughs> so obvious. Hey, that's World Cup weekend right there. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Taking off the World Cup. <laughs> oh, so we're actually gonna be doing. That's glad you brought that up. We're doing. We're gonna be opening up early for the World Cup uh, for games. So we're nice. at Oh, 10. that's gonna be great. The time zone's a little bit rough because it's Russia. Yeah. Um, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it sucks. The U.S. isn't in it this year. It's kind of a bummer, man. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they suck though. It's, they they really should have made it. They're, they're, I know. Don't get me started. They're, yeah. Their region all... is really weak. They should have made it. But all right. Now I need to know. I mean, you obviously have. Germany. Uh, uh, you know what? And this, Greece, this, or this no? year, Greece didn't make it. Okay. Um, and crazy Italy didn't make it. I heard. Um, yeah. And the Netherlands didn't make it. But I mean, I, I'm I'm going. Uh, th- see, this year Germany doesn't have. They don't have that 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 leader on the field as they have in the past. I'm still going with them. They're still Germany though. They're still Germany. Yeah. But you know, I, I think it's going to be between Germany, Brazil, and Spain. To be honest, and maybe Did Mexico make it. Yeah, Mexico's playing Germany in the first uh, oh, game. Oh God, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the excited. same group well i mean they're, they're in the same group i think it's sweden's in the group and i want to say korea south oh, korea God. but it could be wrong I don't yeah know. we're not making out of that one <laughs> what about you man um i'm always one of these things uh i like germany too uh but um <laughs> i mean they're impressive uh but I don't know. I, I feel like I can feel like a sleep, a sleeper is going to come this year. I don't you think know. So? I think it's one of those years that I think somebody can come out of the woodwork, like like the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Is there uh, really not, like not really one dominating team? I'm not a big soccer guy. If you haven't noticed yet, I mean, those are the main three. Yeah, those mentioned. are the big three. And then on the outside, you have Argentina, and then maybe Belgium, and well, France, France. too. Fra- France is in the mix, but if any of the teams we just mentioned didn't win, it would be a shocking World Cup. Yeah? Yeah. But there's a lot a of teams. It's this gonna is going to be a topic for the next few podcasts. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. It's once every four years, you know, and it's it's great that you guys are opening early to accommodate that. So drinking early in the morning and watching soccer, I'm all about <laughs> Can't that. Can't go wrong. Um, but also go to work after. We're also going to be doing some... You had to uh, ruin it with work, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, we're also going to be doing a pop-up can release in July over in Long Island at our friends at Hoptron, so it's going to be pretty oh, new. Right on. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome, man. We're excited. We've got a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on here. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. Beer dinners and the You need to email releases. us like a calendar of everything that's going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, where, where can people go online to, to kind of keep up with all the things you guys got going on. So, uh, so we have, we, we actually just hired an intern and she's been amazing so far in her second week. She uh, took added everything on her uh, events page on her, on our uh, site. So another, that's probably the best way. But I think one thing that we're really taking seriously here is sending out a weekly or biweekly newsletter. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things, it's kind of an old school approach, but it's one of those things for people who don't use social media, don't have the mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter's yeah. out there. It's a way for them to stay in tune and not lose a beat in that respect. You know what's funny? I, I'm signed up to a couple of different craft beer newsletters, and 
and just newsletters in general, I ignore most of my newsletters, but I'll always stop to at least peruse a craft beer newsletter. I'll stop to open it at least. Like I get, I knew it's all about that things. subject, man. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. What's going to catch my eye? Right. Free yeah. beer. Free beer. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. But we got a lot of stuff going. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's right. So. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think this has been this has been a great show, guys. Do you have any 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 parting words, any parting questions or comments? I mean, honestly, it's a lot of great information. I think that we've received today, so I yeah, appreciate man. it. Thank you for coming on. Um, and like I said, thank you for coming to Flushing, to Queens, to City Field. Uh, we're excited to be here, man. I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time coming that there there hasn't been a place like this in this part of Queens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we want to. We just want to do our thing and you know expose the people the great people of this borough the community and you know show people what good beer is all about so that's 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 why we're here yeah do you you guys see yourself doing more collaborations or like trying to expand kind of your reach in the city aside from just this location yeah um so uh definitely have some so we actually just launched some uh, our wholesale distribution channel where we'd be self-distributing so you're gonna start seeing our beer pop up a little bit more um it's been a little slow just in the respect of like the stadium is just destroying here uh, <laughs> but, uh, but um so you know we got to make sure uh you know they're uh they're getting their fix uh but yeah. um but yeah we uh we have a couple we had a couple events coming up um stay tuned for those specific beer events we had a couple launch events last week or i'm sorry uh, over the past month we had uh we had one over at Covenhoven in south brooklyn uh, yeah. We had one at Cart of Giant. Spot. Oh yeah, Covenhoven's awesome. Yeah, uh, Cart of Giant over near the Brooklyn Navy Yard, yep. mm-hmm. All New York, uh, All New oh, York yeah. Everything that place Bar, is awesome. Pin Mall, which is like my jam as well. So yeah. we had that, uh, and then uh, at As Is and Coronation of the Running Club. So, um, oh yeah, how do I mention? Uh, forgot to mention that we have an event next week over uh, at oh, in Westchester. Uh, they have a Westchester Running Club. Uh, oh wow! Uh, based out of Beer Noggin over in Bronxville, a really great spot. If, and if you guys haven't heard about it. Uh, they they've been in uh, like basically huge in the craft beer community up there, and uh, we're we're really excited to be there next week. So awesome! Um, we're gonna have some awesome beers there, and uh, yeah, hang out, reach out a little bit more, branch out to the suburbs. So really yeah, cool. And I think with this song on, this is a perfect yeah. way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is a perfect oh way God. to to close this out. I mean, I'm empty here, but I just want to you know cheers yeah, to, to you a, and sorry, it's a pleasure yeah, meeting you guys. Thanks yeah, for man. having us. Thanks so much. Thanks for hosting us, man. Yeah, thanks for hosting. Good luck tomorrow. with everything, and yeah, we'll be back. Yeah, do this again, yeah. man. Bt bt. We just want to have fun. Always. <laughs> 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 cheers, guys. Right, See you. Guys.